0: Let me tell you about rough greens. How often, uh, do you try to do the thing that is in your dog's best interest? I mean, I usually do, except when it's in the middle of the night and he's nudging underneath my arms and he's like, I gotta go out. Then you're like, I told you to go to the bathroom earlier. Anyway. Um, when you're feeding your dog, you want to feed your dog the best. Now, if you're feeding your dog kibble soup food that is lacking so many things, including probiotics, everything good is baked out of it. So this is something you put on your dog's food and it has all of the vitamins, minerals, and everything else that you, your dog needs to le- live a happy and healthy life. I've seen a huge difference in Uno over the last few years. And I've been uh, feeding him this. I think you will too. Uh, Rough Greens Get it now at ruffgreens.com slash back. Roughgreens.com slash back. Or you can call them at 833 G-L-E-N-N 33. Call them now. They're waiting for your call. All you have to do for the first trial bag is just pay for shipping. They want you to try it out for free. Then start feeding your dog with this. And I'm telling you, you'll see a massive difference. At least I did in Uno. 833 G-L-E-N-N 33. Glenn 33. Call them now. roughgreens.com slash back.
1: to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is
0: the Glenn Beck program hello America welcome to the Glenn Beck program we're so glad that you're here Uh, last night I I met some incredible incredible people that just filled me with hope met a guy who I think is going to end up being the guy who cured cancer uh one of the guys sitting next to me at dinner said you know i had three goals uh i want to cure cancer which i think he's pretty close to doing uh i uh i'd like to end poverty and the other is i'd like to destroy hollywood and uh the hollywood destruction thing he said is probably going to be the hardest one to do (laughs) that's incredible uh i am in atlanta i want to tell you some of the things that are going on here in Atlanta that are very very heartening Um, but I want to start with a story of a guy who lives in a trailer under a tarp has been very very depressed uh, didn't have any meaning uh, in his life decided with a friend he was just gonna take his guitar out into the woods and record a song now everybody knows his name but he has only introduced himself last night. I'm gonna tell you about that coming up in 60 seconds. First, Victoria wrote in about her experience with relief factor. She said, thank you so much for a relief factor. My chronic pain has completely disappeared. I highly recommend this product to anyone who has inflammation and pain. It took me a couple of weeks to work its magic on me, but it is magic for me. Victoria, thanks so much for writing in uh, and being willing to give Relief Factor a try. I know I wasn't willing to give it a try. My wife was like, I'm not going to listen to you whine anymore unless you try everything. And so I did. And Relief Factor really changed my life. For 20 bucks, you can find out if you can get your life back. Three Week Quick Start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack, not a drug, developed by doctors so it doesn't whack you out. It just relieves the inflammation in your body. Call now, Relief Factor, 800, the number four, Relief, 800, the number four, Relief, you can find out all about it at relieffactor.com. Get their 1995 uh, trial pack for three weeks. Give it a shot. The number is 800, the number four, Relief. So, yesterday on Facebook, Oliver Anthony. um, Sarah, do we have a little bit of the Oliver Anthony song? For anybody who hasn't heard it yet, I... Find it hard to believe that you haven't, but maybe you haven't. Here's a piece of his song. Working all
2: day, North Double of time hours, for bull pay, so I can sit out here, waste my life away, drag back home and drink my troubles away. It's a damn shame. What the world's gotten to for people like me. People like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true. But it is, all it is, living in the new world. With an old soul. These rich men north of Richmond, Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Want to know what you think, want to know what you do. And they don't think you know, but I know that you do, cause your dollar ain't, and it's to no him calls the rich men, rich men.
0: This is, this is an amazing song, an amazing story, as it was. And then last night, he went and posted on Facebook. He said, it's been difficult as I browse through the 50,000-plus messages and emails I've received in just the last week. The stories that have been shared paint a brutally honest picture. Suicide, addiction, unemployment, anxiety, depression, hopelessness, and the list goes on. I'm sitting sitting at such a weird place in my life right now. I never wanted to be a full-time musician, much less sit at the top of the iTunes charts. Draven, a friend from Radio West Virginia, and I filmed these tunes on my land with the hope that it might maybe hit 300,000 views. I still don't believe what has went on since we uploaded that. It's strange to me. People in the music industry give me blank stares when I brush off $8 million offers. I don't want six tour buses, 15 tractor trailers and a jet. I don't want to play stadium shows. I don't want to be in the spotlight. I wrote the music I wrote because I was suffering with mental health and depression. These songs have connected with millions of people on such a deep level because they're being sung by somebody feeling the words in the very moment they were being sung. No editing, no agent, no BS. Just some idiot and his guitar. The style of music that we should have never gotten away from in the first place. That being said, I've never taken time to tell you who I actually am, so here's the formal introduction. My legal name is Christopher Anthony Lunsford. My grandfather was Oliver Anthony. And Oliver Anthony music is a dedication not only to him, but the 1930s Appalachia where I was born and raised. Dirt floors, seven kids, hard times. At this point, I'll gladly go by Oliver because everybody knows me as such. But my friends and family still call me Chris. You decide for yourself. Either way is fine with me. I feel you on that one, Oliver. In- I, feel, I feel you. I feel Shut you as, this, as Stu... I feel you. In 2010, I dropped out of high school at the age of 17. I have a GED from Spruce Pine, North Carolina. I worked multiple plant jobs in Western North Carolina, my last job being in a paper mill in McDowell County. I worked third shift six days a week for $14.50 an hour in a living hell. In 2013, I had a bad fall at work, fractured my skull, and it forced me to move back home to Virginia. Due to complications from the injury, it took me six months or so before I could work again. From 2014 until just a few days ago, I worked outside sales in the industrial manufacturing world. My job's taken me all over Virginia and into the Carolinas, getting to know tens of thousands of other blue-collar workers on job sites and in factories. I've spent all day every day for the last 10 years hearing the same story. People are so damn tired of being neglected so tired of being divided and manipulated. In 2019, I paid $97,500 for the property, and I still owe about 60000 on it. I'm living in a 20-foot camper with a tarp on the roof that I got off Craigslist for $750. There's nothing really special about me. I'm not a good musician. I'm not really even a very good person. I spent the last five years struggling with mental health and using alcohol to drown it. I'm sad to see the world the state's in, with everyone fighting with each other. I've spent many nights feeling hopeless that the greatest country on Earth is quickly fading away. That being said, I hate the way the Internet has divided all of us. The Internet is a parasite that infects the minds of humans and has their way with them. Hours wasted, goals forgotten, loved ones sitting in houses with each other, distracted all day by technology made by the hands of other poor souls in sweatshops in a foreign land. When is enough enough? When are we going to fight for what's right again? Millions have died protecting the liberties we have. Freedom of speech is such a precious gift. Never in the world history has the world had freedom that it currently has today don't let them take that away from you just like those once wandering in the desert we've lost our way from god and have let false idols distract us and divide us it's a damn shame i want you to i want you to take his words at heart for a minute that he only did this because he only wrote this song, not because he's a songwriter, but because that's in him. And he was struggling with something and he shared it. He didn't share it knowing that it would become this. He wasn't trying to do anything grand. He was just trying to solve a problem for himself. And then he shared. That's really the hard part sharing. Because we're all so afraid and we're becoming more and more afraid of each other because people are actively trying to destroy our relationships with one another, destroy our, our modes of communication, uh, our our empathy for one another. We look at people now, if we even look at them, as just, I, I don't even know, objects? Because the real world is becoming has become real in the fake world. That's the world too many people are living in. They're living online. And we're not treating people. We're treating people like we treat people online. And everybody's feeling it. Everybody knows it. He's not just connecting. The reason why he has to be destroyed is because he's the average guy who's just in his own way, let his voice be heard. I'm on this incredible journey this summer. I I, I, I don't know where this is going to take me or take us. But I'm trying to solve a problem for my children. And I shared it on the air a few weeks ago. And it was just me just sharing. I wasn't trying to do anything other than just share what I was going through. And I can't tell you how many people have reached out with, uh, out to me and said, oh my gosh, I'm having the same problem. I don't know what to do, but I'm with you. I think this is what Billy Graham told me, that if people will just do exactly what the Lord says to do, and some people don't know what that is. Some people don't hear him clearly. I, I, I honestly I, I think I hear him. I I'm gonna I think I'm gonna die and I'm gonna get up there and he's like, dude, that wasn't me. More medication next time around. But I feel like I I'm guided in some ways. You know, everything I do wrong, it's me. Everything that I do that it's good is because of him. But Billy Graham told me, if everybody will just do their one thing, and they're going to think that it is no big deal. They're going to think, this is stupid. This isn't going to change anything. He said, it's as if the Lord is planning a surprise party for Satan. And the lights are going to come on, and we'll be just as surprised as he is. And the Lord will just go, surprise. And what we'll see in the light is that everyone doing just what they were supposed to do, nothing more, nothing less, has made this mosaic that we will all recognize only the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob could put together. The things you do just to solve something for yourself, when you share them, I think shocking things come out of them we all think that we don't have anything important to share or anything important we hide we hide our in my case alcoholism and self-doubt we we all think i don't there's nothing special about me but there is there really is i mean look at this here's this song that has just broken all of the i mean i i've never seen the top 10 i you know in the beatles era in in elvis's era it wasn't uncommon for the top 10 to have five beatles songs in it i haven't seen that from a guy who's completely unknown this is why evil is tearing us apart this is why evil is trying to get us to not talk to each other evil cannot allow us to share what we really believe evil cannot allow us to see our common humanity our common fears our common problems our common solutions our joys our wants i am convinced the first time i went over to israel i met with a bunch of palestinians and i met with a bunch of uh, jewish people separately and what struck me was uh, they're saying the same things i don't know why they can't solve this problem they're saying the same things i just i just want my kids to grow up in peace i just i just want to go to work and be safe and 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 maybe have enough to be able just to to live my life i don't need a jet i don't need a big house i don't need any of that I just want my children to do a little better than i am and that doesn't mean necessarily that they do better financially we've put everything into finances i don't i've never said to my kids uh you know what someday you're gonna do better than uh, i have i've told my kids the whole time good luck with that because i won the lottery There's no excuse, no reason I'm as a success I'm the success that I am. Here's what I want you to do. My dream for you is this that you're happier than I am, that you have found peace faster than I found it. Others make us feel needy, make us want to make us need to follow our wants and to fear one another. Don't. Share the real you with people, and you just might be surprised, in the end, how much you've contributed to a better society. All right, our sponsor this uh, half hour is Rough Greens. Uh, Thomas wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He says, I have two huskies, and I have to admit I didn't expect much, though uh, I really thought it was a gimmick. But I am now a believer. It's been three weeks, and their fur looks incredible, and the excitement and stamina is overwhelming. Thank you so much, Rough Greens. Thomas, I hear you. I had the same experience with my dog Uno, and I think it's given him the best years of his life. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic doctor Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog food. Remember, Brown food is dead food. You want the greens. You name it, if it's healthy for your dog, it is most likely in rough greens. Please reach out to rough greens now, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. You're going to get your first trial bag for free just to make sure your dog likes it. All you pay for is shipping. Then feed your dog uh, and sprinkle rough greens on the top of it. And I'm telling you, uh, I've seen a huge difference in Uno, and Thomas apparently has seen it the same results with his uh, Huskies. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833 Glenn 33. 10 seconds. Station ID. Well, thanks to the lack of transparency in uh, DC, more and more people are believing that we never went to the moon. And uh, it is it is crazy. So I did an interview yesterday. It's available now for the Blaze uh, subscribers. It'll come out on my podcast on Saturday for everybody. Uh, I did it with Charlie Duke. Now, Charlie Duke was... He was the guy who said, uh, uh, Eagle, Houston, go for touchdown. And then you heard the words... The Eagle has landed. He was the guy in Houston when they would say, Houston, we have a problem. Then he later became uh, the commander of, I think it was Apollo 14, 15, maybe 16. Thank you. Um, He was 36 years old. He was the youngest guy to leave footprints on the moon. It is truly amazing what he went through. He and he talked about the near disaster that they had coming down on and landing on the moon. How he you know started to screw around and tried to do a high jump and uh, landed because of the gravity. His suit was heavier than he was, his backpack. And when he jumped up, the weight of his backpack forced him to land on his back. Uh, NASA thought he was dead because they thought this is gonna just destroy your your pack. They're yelling at him. The other astronauts are running towards him, and he lived, and he was like, yeah, I decided not to do that anymore. However, he later tells me in the interview, he got into the Land Rover and uh, the Moon Rover, and he just started driving around. He's like, I know it says we shouldn't do more than eight miles an hour. Let's see what this baby can do. I'm like, you're nuts. Anyway, I talked to him about the moon landing. How do we know the moon landing is real? And he said to me, I can't tell you what NASA did with the other astronauts, but I went to the moon uh, and how that played a game in his head. You know, I did an interview once with Buzz Aldrin and uh, and I talk about it in this episode and it was really sad. I, I, I had my dad have lunch with Buzz Aldrin, I think, for his 70th birthday, and he was so excited to meet this guy. And we sat down with him and it was sad because it was almost as if Buzz, that his life stopped, you know? And and you understand it because as he said to me, and Charlie said the same thing, what do you do from there? You're 36 years old. I think Buzz, yeah, Buzz was probably about the same age. You're 36 years old. You're one of, in Charlie's uh, case, one of 12 people who have walked on the moon he's only two of them are left that have walked on the moon we get his thoughts on how to deal with life after that also did we actually go to the moon oh he's he's got some great things to say uh you'll love it it's charlie duke episode 190 should be on apple itunes tomorrow the Glenn back Program. You know, it's amazing uh, what happened in the court system yesterday uh, on abortion. And of course the left is freaking out about it, but I have to tell you, I'll, I'll talk to you about it here in a second. Let me first tell you about Preborn. What Preborn is doing is they are trying to give women ultrasounds and they cost 28 bucks. Most of these women don't have a dime to their name they come in and preborn offers them an ultrasound and that way they can tell how old the baby is but also when the women see their baby is not a lump of cells they double the chances of that mom saying okay i want to i want to keep it but so many times these women feel like they're trapped that's the only way out it's not will you please do your homework and help us we're trying to save uh, 70,000 lives this year. Donate, dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby, or donate at preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash back. sponsored by Preborn.
3: Blazetv.com slash Glenn. You will get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV if you use the promo code will not be censored.
0: We have a packed Friday show for you. We have Jason Whitlock on with us in about an hour from now to talk about the uh, the blind side. And how do you say his name? Michael Orr? Yeah, that's right. Is that his name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, he he said some incredible things, and and it appears now that it's coming out that they're not true. Um, I don't know what would prompt him to do this, but I I saw an amazing tweet yesterday that... um, who is the woman in that movie? It was um, the actual actress, is Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah. Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. That Sandra Bullock should give her Oscar back. Oh God! Why should Sandra Bullock? Was she? Do you get Oscars because of the person you're playing, or do you get Oscars for the ability to play a role and pull it off? I I don't really understand that whole thinking. Uh, but anything they can do to attack that movie and to have you no longer believe in goodness of people, but Jason is on this and he's got quite a lot to say about it. Uh, So Jason Whitlock from Fearless, uh, a program on Blaze TV. If you haven't seen it yet, you really need to. He is, I think he's tremendous, just tremendous. Uh, We also have um, uh, coming up in hour number three, we have uh, Tulsi Gabbard, Um, Tulsi, obviously from Hawaii is going to fill us in on the things that she knows. She is, um, a reservist. And so she is on duty now. So she can't talk about anything regarding politics. And I don't want to ask her that. I just want to know what's happening in Maui. Um, you know, yesterday, uh, I came to you and I said, Hey, you know, let's, let's raise some money for these people in Maui. They're in real trouble, real trouble. Um, I don't really know what's true. I'm hearing that there are more deaths that have not been reported, Um, and and I don't know if that's true. I think it is. Um, You know, one of the guys who did the was late on the water. uh, He apparently uh, didn't. He was concerned with water equity, believe it or not. And some of his past remarks would lead one to believe he believed the water was more important than humans. Um, So th- there's a problem there. Also, the guy with the sirens, I feel bad for him if that indeed, you know, if he said it, it's, you know, it would cause people to run up the mountain into the fire because that's what you should have done if you, it was a, a hurricane. And that's what those sirens meant. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel bad for him if this was honestly he waited out in his head and he was like, no, I don't think that's the right thing to do. That guy really needs some some mental health checkups uh, because this is going to weigh heavily on him. Uh, now, if he's corrupt, good, but I don't know if he is, um, and so we wish him well and prayers are, are with him and all of the people that are involved in this, but it, it really looks like um, the progressive politics just led the way in this fire, uh, which is really, really disturbing. So Tulsi's going to be here uh on uh, on that also the the author of moon man i'm gonna spend a few minutes with him before we end the show uh he doesn't he thinks that we didn't we didn't land on the moon uh and so i just wanted to just wanted to get you know e- you know equal times to equal time
3: That's <laughs> a it's an interesting equal time premise there <laughs> yeah yeah well, yeah uh
0: the fifth circuit uh, the fifth circuit ruling uh may cut abortion by 15 15- Now, the Fifth Circuit just ruled against the FDA's unlawful deregulation of the chemical abortion drug uh, that that is sweeping the nation, especially those very, very blue states. Um, It will not go into effect until after the Supreme Court reviews the decision. It determines if the step will they will let the Fifth Circuit's uh, uh, ruling stand if they let it stand, it could cut the abortion numbers as much as 15%. Now, you want to talk evil. Let me, let me just explain, and I think everybody should know this. The way this drug is being sold is that you can just get it in the mail, and then it's no big deal. It's just like a heavy flow. That's what they're actually, doctors are saying this, that it's just like a heavy flow. It's no big deal it's not like that now i've never had a light flow or a heavy flow because i'm a guy and guys don't have that so i'm just telling you what i know um, from what has been told to me by women and nurses and doctors depending on how old the child is when you take this stuff it can be really debilitating and then you end up with a child you give birth and if it's very very early, maybe it is like a heavy flow, but we don't know how old these children are that they're trying to abort. Now, let me just say, you're a teenage girl. You don't know what to do. You feel trapped. You feel like I can't tell anybody. Or you're a, you're a woman whose husband, you know, is not a good guy, and you just can't have another baby with that uh, husband, and he'll beat you. And he, you'll know he, he, if you don't kill the baby, he will. You feel trapped. So you take this and you're told that it's no big deal. The trauma that women go through in their bathrooms delivering a dead baby is not only something that will scar you for life, it's not like, you know, you go into an abortion clinic and everything's taped off and you're not seeing anything. I know people who have had abortions that they hear the su- the sound of suction and they just go cold because they associate that sound with what happened. Now imagine that you're alone in your bathroom and you've just given birth to a dead baby. You don't know what to do with it. You you, you 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 didn't expect this. The trauma that you have just from that moment is bad enough, but then you have to go back to the scene of that trauma every day, maybe several times a day, and be in that bathroom over and over and over again. Does that sound mentally healthy for anyone? So what the court said was first of all we have to know the age of the child it cannot be dispensed after 7 weeks and only a doctor can dispense the drugs and there has to be a follow up to ensure there's no adverse uh, uh, uh events you know from the drug is this unreasonable or should do what New York is doing New York is just now stockpiling this drug. Just in case the Supreme Court says you can't do that, New York is just going to do it anyway. Honestly, honestly, the trauma to girls and to women should be enough to stop this without a doctor. I mean, I I think it should be banned entirely. But if you want to be if you want to be open-minded and dismiss that you're killing a child, this you should be under a doctor's care the whole time. You should not have to do that alone. My gosh. And so New York is just going to start stockpiling these drugs so they can continue to send them out, even if the Supreme Court says they can't. That is honestly, that's like, you know, uh, the Nuremberg trials are coming up. And the world's about to say Zyklon B shouldn't be used in uh, shower rooms to gas people. And Germans decide we're going to stockpile Zyklon B. There's nothing more evil. It's just evil. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox on that one. <laughs> Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Uh, our sponsor is, who is it, Sarah? Sarah. I love Car Shield. Whether it is uh, across hundreds of miles or just to the grocery store and back, you rely on your car to get around safely and efficiently. And no matter what you do, your car is going to break down. When your car has problems, the last thing you need to be worried about is how you're going to afford fixing your car. It's essential to make money to have a car. Who's going to be the person doing it? This is where CarShield comes in. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans that start as low as $100 a month, flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASC-certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, and complimentary towing and rental car options. You also get no long-term contracts, and CarShield administrators handle all of the paperwork. And most importantly... If you look at our inflation problem, prices of everything is going to go way up, way up. CarShield will never inflate the price. It's a price lock guarantee. So your price will never go up no matter how many claims you file. It'll never go up even as mileage on your car increases. None of that. Car Shield. Get it now for your car, like I have for my trucks. It's Car Shield at 800 227 6100. 800 227 6100. CarShield.com/slash Beck.
1: Join the conversation. 888 727 Beck, the Glenn Beck program.
0: Welcome to the Glenbeck program. There is a lot to report on uh, today. One of the things is uh, James Comer has sent a letter uh, to the National Archives and the Records Administration requesting all unredacted records and communications regarding Biden's official duties as vice president that overlapped with his son Hunter Biden's activities in Ukraine. In particular, Comer is seeking documents in which Joe Biden – Allegedly used a pseudonym. His son, former business partners Hunter Biden, Eric uh, Schwenderin, and uh, Devin Archer are all copied on these. All drafts of the then Vice President Biden speech delivered to Ukraine's parliament in December 2015. Comer said the oversight panel wants unrestricted special access under the Presidential Records Act to case number. Twenty Twenty Three Zero Zero Two Two f entitled Email Messages to and or from Vice President Biden and Hunter Biden related to Burisma and Ukraine. They have been published on the National Archives website. Burisma Holdings is um, the Ukrainian energy company that employed Hunter Biden, paid the family like I don't know how many millions. The records were redacted for public release. Uh, According to the Freedom of Information Act, for example, an email bearing the subject Friday schedule card is withheld in part under a P6 and B6 restriction, denoting personal information regarding the subject uh, is uh, is confidential. Attached to the email and made available on the National Archives website is a document that indicates at 9 a.m. May 27, 2016, Vice President Biden took a call with the president of Ukraine. It is concern, uh, concerning to the committee, however, that this document was sent to Robert L. Peters. Now, who's Robert L. Peters? Well, that is a pseudonym that we know from the Hunter laptop that that was the cover name for Joe Biden. He would be Robert L. Peters. Additionally, the committee questions why the then-Vice President's son, Hunter Biden, and only Hunter Biden, was copied on this email to then-Vice President Biden. So now we're, now we're really getting to it. I think these are—we're now seeing the Nixon tapes. This is the point to where everybody is saying, I wasn't in business, I didn't know. Now we have archived emails that we know went to Vice President Biden— um, under a pseudonym, why would he be using a pseudonym for his correspondence with the Ukrainian uh, president? And why would the Ukrainian president be, you know, messaging Robert L. Peters when it's supposed to be Joe Biden? And why did he cc Hunter Biden on this? That doesn't make any sense. This is I think this is the missing minutes of the uh of the nixon scandal myself
3: really so i mean how uh how sure are we that this is actually him is there a confirmation is there a yeah
0: there's confirmation in hunter's laptop uh, on hunter's laptop in emails he talks about his dad's pseudonym being peters uh, robert l peters and uh so we know that's what Hunter said in emails. Uh, he referred to his dad as Robert L. Peters. Now we have an email going to the vice president as he was vice president, but sent to him under the pseudonym Robert L. Peters.
3: It's uh, it's, uh, it's so bizarre, but I mean, you think with these guys, the way they've been trying to cover this, they've not been particularly successful. They've left a lot of uh, open threads to, or, or visible threads to pull and as you go through all of these allegations this would make sense right like they keep saying well there's no evidence that goes ties this back to biden joe biden of course there's tons of evidence that ties this back to joe biden i mean including mm-hmm. texts from hunter biden's business associates in, in, describing to each other why because they're not allowed to talk about joe biden in texts with hunter because they're paranoid you can only bring that up in person. Uh, These are things that obviously are evidence, but maybe not necessarily definitive proof. And that's a different standard. The media keeps saying there's no evidence. And maybe they mean there's no definitive proof. The case hasn't been proven in front of a court of law, certainly yet. But man, there's a lot of smoke for there to be no
0: fire here. Oh, there's too much. You know, the, the one thing the media never talks about, and we rarely talk about it, something we exposed two years ago, The State Department issued memos to the uh, Obama administration and to the office of the White House. The State Department said what Hunter is doing is against the law and this really has to stop. We're very concerned about it. And it was just brushed aside. Have you heard that evidence? I mean, that the State Department was worried about this and needed it to stop and it wouldn't stop? I don't know, that sounds kind of disturbing, but Biden may not go to jail, but when we find this Robert L. Peters boy, he's in trouble, I'll tell you that right now. Let me tell you about Mantis X. Mantis X is uh, a way for you to practice your aim and your firing without going to a firing range. If you're trying to keep your, your skill up on shooting, but you'd like to keep your ammunition expenses down mantis x was used originally by the marines and now it's using it's being used widely by the military uh and it you can just sit and dry fire or you can put ammunition in it either way it's like having It's like having an expert standing next to you go, you're pulling to the left, you're pulling to the left. Here's how you correct that. It does it in real time on your phone or on your iPad. It's really amazing. 92% or 94% of all the shooters that try it improve their skills within 20 minutes. It is truly a game changer for your shot and for your wallet as well. MantisX.com. Start improving today. MantisX.com. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at prestonwood.org chosen.
1: entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Hello America, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, We've got quite a program saved for you. We're going to begin in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Real Estate Agents I Trust. I want to tell you about a woman named Natalie. She and her husband have four children, all of whom they fostered through adoption over the years through various circumstances. In love, they reached out and and made these children part of their family, all right, running two businesses. Natalie is also a listener to this uh, program. Hi, Natalie. And she is crushing it now uh in her business she they happen to be a real estate agent uh family she's a wonderful real estate agent but she's not doing that on a lark she doesn't do anything on a lark she's the best at really everything she's doing in her life if you'd like natalie to represent you uh, she knows what she's doing, and people like Natalie we have all over the country. So tell us where you're moving to and where you're moving from, and we'll find the right real estate agent for you. It's real dot com. That's real I trust dot com. All right, I am I am thrilled to have in the studio with me uh, from Angel Studios, Neil Harmon. Uh, he is you're the CEO of Angel, are you not? Yes. So, um, Neil and I, we, we've known each other forever because you started something called, um, I keep on saying Yeah, VidAngel. Vid yeah, VidAngel. Um, and that was something that I so wanted to invest in because I so believed in this. But when I was approached, you were just being sued by Disney. <laughs> and I know Disney, they never lose a lawsuit. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty deer in the headlights kind of time. And I remember sitting there thinking, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're gonna destroy these people. That's not what happened. Can we hang on, before you say, I just want you to know as an audience, nobody ever beats Disney. Nobody ever beats Disney. And Disney was the one who had in its vault and kept uh, The Sound of Freedom in their vault for years. I had seen this movie five years ago uh and it was great and then it was never released never released it's because disney bought it in a deal and just put it in the vault they had no intention of releasing it so the the extra sugar on top is that uh disney is now looking at the the movies and the top rankings of the movies of the year and they don't have The Sound of Freedom. But anyway, tell the story about (laughs) what was happening.
4: Um, So, yeah, what you said about Disney, I remember the day that uh, a private investigator brought us the lawsuit. Um, They brought the lawsuit to me, and we were in a hole-in-the-wall office on University Avenue in Provo, and this investigator with with greasy hair shows up. And when... When I got the lawsuit, I thought, oh, we're being sued. But when I saw it was Disney's name on it, I was honestly <laughs> devastated and just kind of, just in this state of,
0: what is going on? Like- right, because Disney had the um, image of being family friendly. And what what you were trying to do was not take anything from them, People would come to you with their copy of the movie and say, "I want these things removed from it. I don't like. I don't want to have my kids see sex scenes, or I don't want it to have swearing in it." And so, all you would do is digitally alter it, but not alter the movie itself. So you'd still walk out with the same DVD, yes. and you had to purchase. So you're not stealing from Disney. That's right.
4: That's right. We actually. I mean. Our experts proved to Disney that we made them money, but I was so confused when I first got the lawsuit because my my mother, one of the stories she always told us as children to help raise our dreams and and the, all mm-hmm. the possibilities of being an American, she'd tell us the story of Roy and Walt Disney, and uh, and so for it to be them, it was it was devastating, and it also just to your point, all capital. Gone, right? Every, we, I mean, there were, everybody was courting us because we were really exciting. We were growing. We were going to do almost $10 million that year in in revenue. And so it, we were just being courted by everybody. But mm-hmm. as soon as it was Disney's name that was suing us, everyone's gone. Yeah. and um, um, But they sued us two weeks after we – so we had learned about a law – it's called the Jobs Act, and it was it allowed people, regular people who aren't accredited investors, to invest in startups. Mm-hmm. And we were researching that law, and we asked our, our customer base, would you guys be interested in investing? Two weeks later is when that lawsuit showed up. Wow. Um, they wanted to invest to the tune of $62 million. That's what our customer base said. The judgment that came out in 2019 was sixty two million dollars. Unbelievable against
0: us, and um, so that that's a whole story in of itself. So, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. I just want people to understand. He didn't. You didn't win on Disney. No, we Disney, didn't. The court hands They'd down.
4: Tra- we, they they trashed completely you. trashed us, and we learned the same thing as as you that nobody beats Disney. Correct and and the attorneys you know there were attorneys in LA who's just said what's the one rule that mm-hmm. everybody's told when they leave Harvard law school uh, well it and then the, the the law students would say oh it's this it's that it's and then the 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 lead professor would say no you you don't f with disney, disney. period yeah that's the only rule you should yeah. have learned here right and so this is the stories that they're telling us and we're just like, I, you know, we still have, we naive, I, when we got sued, I, I, in my naivete as a, just a kid from Idaho, I thought deep down it was going to work out. <laughs> it was going to work out. So You should call me earlier. <laughs> so I thought it was going to work out. Now, others around us didn't, and uh, but they kept working. Jeffrey says he didn't ever, but he kept believing, he kept working as though it would work out. Um and so, in that state, uh, we did a number of things. So, one is, is that we asked, because nobody else would come to the table, we asked the investors or the, the customers if they would invest. We just said, forget the 62 million. We just need five just to survive. Like, if you want us to survive this lawsuit or even have a chance at surviving this lawsuit, we need five million bucks. And, but do not, do not invest in our company unless you're willing to lose the money, please. Right. And we limited the amount people could put in. So those customers, our audience, ended up investing over 10 million in five days.
0: And do you know why that is? Because you were serving an audience no one listened to. No one was listening to. I, every Every family I know has sat on the couch with their kids and tried to find something to watch and it was inappropriate for one reason or another, and you can't agree on anything. And your parents are constantly looking at each other going, is there nothing we can watch together? Is there nothing? And that's happening everywhere, and nobody was listening to them except for you.
4: It was, it was clear to us, Glenn, that that, that, that was the case. And um, the, another co-founder, Daniel, he called or emailed, I don't remember, um, right after we closed that $10 million round, and he said, guys, what if we applied this crowdfunding model to storytelling? Mm-hmm. Like, what if the same thing happened? You have a show or a film that you want to produce, could this happen? Well, within weeks of raising the $10 million, sure enough, we got an injunction, Um It was on December 12th of 2016. We were in the middle of a company party. The next day, December 13th, all the families are coming and we invite the press in to announce we've just been shut down by the LA courts. Mm. And uh, we didn't sleep that night and we got ready and announced that we were going to start a studio because the studios weren't going to play ball with us. We were just going to tell the stories ourselves. Um, and we announced two things that at that event, one was a stand-up comedy series that's funny for everyone, mm-hmm. tri Bar Comedy, mm-hmm. and the second one was a story of Tim Ballard. Mm. At the time, it was called the Abolitionists. Mm-hmm. We thought we were going to launch that, and uh, and you know, and but for, for a lot of reasons, that the Abolitionists didn't yeah. work out. And here we are now, ten years after launching Angel Studios. Ten years after Tim started this program, talked to you, met with you, 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 and this audience raised the funds for Tim Ballard to go do his work. Uh, that film, that story, is coming back to Angel through Disney.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, hang on. Can you,
0: can you tell the part about the judge saying, you know, that you're going to be, you, you, you have to turn your company over to? somebody else yes yes yes
4: okay oh yeah 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 you you bet i didn't know how much detail you wanted so just just uh i could go down a deep rabbit hole here but just keep
0: it just keep it pithy here (laughs) yeah so
4: so um so when we were being sued the the attorney started to threaten to come after jeffrey and me personally and um um the um and so we're like, man, we're going to lose everything over this. And and our attorneys, who were very experienced Hollywood mm-hmm. attorneys, uh, he, the, David Quinto had worked in the industry for thirty years, represented the Oscars, Warner mm-hmm. Brothers, uh, um, Disney, mm-hmm. and uh, he made an offer to settle, and it was a really good offer. And they just said no, no. They and want he to said, destroy you. He said they want your, bl- they want you dead. They want to make an example out of you. There is no way out of this one. So we so we were praying and trying to figure out what to do, and um, a guy from Virginia gave us the idea. He said, if you file chapter 11 before the judgment, you're going to buy yourselves enough time, you're going to pull the litigation into, to, into Utah, and you're going to be able to protect yourselves from a predator. Mm. Um, and so that's what we did. We fi- In fact, we filed... Like, days after we met with Dallas and Amanda Jenkins about The Chosen, we told them, we're going to file Chapter 11 bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, like, if you want to do The Chosen with us, make sure you know <laughs> that we're filing bankruptcy.
0: <laughs> so That's the company I want to do business with. Yeah,
4: so anyway, but they, they, they they decided yeah. to do it with us to their credit. and um, uh, and And then as soon as the judgment went down, immediately Disney's going to the bankruptcy court and saying... It's time to shut this company down. It's time mm. to liquidate them, take all their assets. There's no chance for mm-hmm. this company. Then, the, But they, um, uh, we had previously said, we were going to release all the filters to the open source so anybody could use mm-hmm. them, so families can just solve the problem even if we get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Disney started crying out to the bankruptcy court, we need a trustee, these guys are irresponsible. This is right before trial. They're irresponsible. They need a trustee. So they asked for a trustee right before trial. Right after trial, they asked for chapter seven. We went into the court and said, look, we'll agree to a trustee on one condition, that Disney agrees that they'll give up the right to change the trustee. We'll both agree on who the trustee is. We don't care who it is. We just want a third-party person to come in and, and 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 do this. And we had prayed about this and, and, and felt really scared that a trustee, you know, we'd lose all the everything. control and we could lose everything, but we mm-hmm. felt peaceful. And, uh, and so we made that change and the trustee came in and he looked at Jeffrey and me in the eye and he said, I'm meeting with you right now and I'm gonna meet with Disney and one of you is a bad actor and when I figure out who that is, I'm gonna shove it so far down your throat, you're done. That's what he said to us and uh and we're like well (laughs) 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 and then he tells us later on he says if you don't make another million and a half on the chosen or no two million dollars on the chosen by the end of this year i'm going to this is going to go to chapter seven and uh so it was during that time we had the we received got the inspiration on pay it forward we launched the pay it forward program and to the day almost to the dollar december 31st we made the exact amount of money that was needed to keep from going to chapter seven and then march of the next year the trustee came to us in our office and he said i've watched what's going on i've been trying to get a settlement i've been trying to resolve this uh that they're being a bad they're being the bad actors and i'm going to go to the court and asked for a Chapter 11 reorganization where you guys pay off the entire judgment over the next 14 years. So he goes before the court and he says, These guys are growing so fast. If you give them
0: 14 years, they'll be able to pay this all off. Disney must have had a heart attack.
4: Yeah, Disney immediately said to the judge, No, 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 no. We don't, we want yeah. Chapter 7. Mm-hmm. And the judge said, Wait a second. These guys are offering to pay you off everything. Whenever you win, it's just liquidation. You never get a dollar out of it. If you don't want to be paid back the 62000000 million, you're not acting in your own economic self-interest. So I don't trust you anymore.
0: Wow. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And now uh, Disney is uh, watching the charts with... Um, the movie about Operation Underground Railroad that they had and for some reason refused to release. Uh, and now it's with Angel Studios and you are becoming one of the biggest names in studios uh, around. We're gonna continue our conversation here just uh, just a second. Also, uh, Tulsi Gabbard is coming in uh, to talk about what is happening in Maui. And uh, we also have Jason Whitlock joining us in a few minutes uh, to talk about the blind side. First, let me tell you about our sponsor uh, this half hour. Our sponsor is Relief Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Danny. He wrote uh, recently about his experience with Relief Factor. Danny is a mailman, and uh, while snow, rain, heat, gloom of night might not slow him down, the pain in his joints was definitely slowing him down. And he heard me talking about Relief Factor and decided, I'm going to give it a try. Within a week... He was talking to his chiropractor about it because he couldn't believe the difference that it had made. The chiropractor told him. He wasn't surprised, he actually recommends Relief Factor to a lot of his uh, patients. Now Danny can do his job every day and not feel like a car ran over him. Three week quick start is 1995. It's a trial pack, not a drug, but developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor and about 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com, call 800 for relief 800 the number for relief. It's ReliefFactor.com, feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. So we are talking to uh, Neil Harmon. Uh, He is the CEO of Angel Studios, and I was lucky enough to get an invite for a a, a movie that is coming out uh, March in March. Yes. And the music isn't even locked in. We were sat in the audience with the guy who's writing the music for it. Most of the music was just tracks from other things. And I have to tell you, I, I leaned over to you halfway through the movie and I said, I think I, I feel like it must have felt when people were watching the first cut of The Godfather. Uh, this movie, um, Cabrini, it's not like The Godfather at all, but it has the same weight to it. It has the same uh, just it, it, it was a groundbreaking movie. This is a groundbreaking movie, and the story is so good, so good, and it's about Mother Cabrina, uh, Cabrini, and if you don't know who she is, you're probably not Catholic, but if you're... Well, you, even if you are Catholic, you might not know, know who she is. Yeah, right?
4: Too many people don't know her name.
0: Yeah, she's the first American saint, in, in a nutshell, tell, yep. tell us.
4: Yeah, so Cabrini, uh, she uh, came from Italy to help the Italian immigrants in New York City, at a time when uh, women did not lead anything, anything. They didn't lead missions. They didn't. Um, they didn't uh, lead hospitals. They didn't do anything except in the Catholic Church. They were they were nuns and they and they helped orphanages, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so she had this vision to go and help orphans in China. She goes to the Pope. She asks for the Pope permission, and all the Pope's people are just like, "This lady's super weak. She's got like lung problems. She she there's no way she can do this." And she's a woman. The Pope doesn't agree. Yeah, doesn't agree. He sends her on a mission, but asks her to go to New York instead of to China. And she goes. And I don't want to reveal the whole the whole movie, but this lady had more impact on private hospitals and private schools and organizations and the way they've been run for the last hundred years than anyone that you've ever heard of she was the inspiration to mother teresa mother teresa studied her life and the man who made this movie invented the car lease his name is eustace wolfington and super successful entrepreneur
0: learned about cabrini in the 50s and modeled his life and his business after her. When this movie comes out, I'm telling you it is, well, maybe not because it's Angel Studios, um, but it should win Oscar after Oscar after Oscar. It is so well done, the storytelling. This is everything that you ever wanted to do or anything that I've ever wanted someone to do to take a, a Christian film and have it just like a great Batman kind of movie and not feel like a Christian film, but you walk out feeling so good, this is the pinnacle. This is a fantastic movie. It's called Cabrini. You can see the the trailer now on YouTube and it comes out in March. Thank you so much. Thank you. the Glenn Beck program. Here's a number that should shock you. Right now, there are over 38,000 U.S. veterans experiencing homelessness. Our heroes, 38,000 that have served in our military in our never-ending war, 38,000 are homeless right now. This is where the Tunnel to Towers Foundation comes in. They are committed to helping the people who have sacrificed so much for our freedom, for us, for our country. Their homeless veteran program is providing housing assistance and services to vets who meet the program's uh, requirements. Last year, they helped out 500 veterans. This year, it's expected to be over 2,000 veterans. That still leaves 36,000 out in the cold. Please donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, t.org. Tunnel to Towers. 38,000 of our brothers and sisters need our help. Tunnel to Towers is there. T2T.org.
3: You have the biggest savings ever on Blaze TV right now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code will not be censored and get 30 bucks off. I'm
0: going to go to Jason Whitlock. He is the Blaze TV host of Fearless. uh, And he's one of the nicest guys and most decent men that I know. Welcome to the program, Jason. How are you?
5: I'm great, Glenn. Thanks for
0: having me. You bet. So, I, I all week, uh, we just haven't had time to get into the Michael Orr uh, story about the movie Blindside. And I, I, I wanted to ask you, because I think you probably know all of the players, maybe even personally, but I wanted to get your uh, take on this, because... Um, you know, yesterday I saw a tweet that, uh, you know, the Oscars should be given back because it was all a lie. And uh, is it a lie? Was this all a no. lie?
5: No, not at all. And and I can say that having reread the book, The Blind Side, published in 2006, read Michael Orr's memoir, his first one in 2011, uh, I beat the odds. having rewatched the movie, I did all this this week no it's it's not all a lie uh, it's actually the movie is actually pretty accurate uh, to the book and to and, and Michael Orr endorsed the book in his two thousand and eleven memoir, and in subsequent interviews the year since he has said he's he liked like the book but he didn't like the way the movie portrayed him as dumb and as, mm. you know, not totally responsible for his own success. And so mm. then you go back and reread the book, The Blind Side, which he says he endorses, and, and the movie portrays him not only fairly, but yeah. probably in a more, far more positive and uplifting light than, than, than the book did. This kid came to that family with some severe problems. He couldn't read at age 16. And he had to be taught how to shake hands. He didn't engage with people. He had faced so much neglect, trauma, abandonment from ages 0 to 15 or 16 that, you know, he was embarrassingly shy and reclusive, couldn't read. I I didn't get
0: I didn't get the impression that he was stupid in the movie. I didn't read the book, but I didn't get the impression he was stupid. I got the impression that he had been neglected and he had never been taught any of these things. And I actually came out of the movie having tremendous respect for him because of what he had conquered.
5: Exactly. And again, one of the subtle points of this remaking, recasting of The Blind Side and the way the media is covering it The underlying message is that, hey, uh, the nuclear family being raised properly, that's all irrelevant. The only thing that's relevant is, uh, you know, did you face racism? And and it's like family and upbringing, we're pretending like this didn't damage this young man incredibly, and that the... Tui family and many other families at this private school and friends tried to put a broken child back, back together, together and send right. him along his way. And it's it's all so, being denigrated right now. And this rewriting of history that we it's, it's just the blind side is just another statue being torn down. Glenn.
0: So before we get to motivation, I, I the one thing that I heard um, that I've heard differently since, but I want you to address it. Um was that the Toey family they were using him they didn't they they never adopted him, he thought he was adopted, and it was all a lie. any of that true, Jason
5: no, in his two thousand and eleven memoir, he writes about the conservatorship, knew that he was not adopted. This is all a rewriting of history as it relates to their motivation. Sean Tui, the dad. Was a all time great Ole Miss basketball player. His background is basketball. He was a volunteer assistant coach at the Christian High School that brought uh, Michael Orr in. His original interest in Michael was as a basketball player, and was writing letters to small colleges, thinking if we could ever get this kid academically straight, he could be a six foot five, three hundred pound. Division three, Division two basketball player, and that's how we'll push him along. They discover the football talent after he's moved into their home, and and so it, this whole thing like they knew there was the NFL riches, and he was this great prospect. No, he was a six foot five, three hundred and forty five pound kid when they got him. Jeez. And they hoped they could turn him into some Division Two, II, Division Three basketball player and get him educated that way. It, 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 it's, it's a whole recreation of history. It, the, the facts just don't line up with what was written in the 2006 book, what Michael Orr uh, cops to in his own original memoir.
0: It's so another is,
5: well, rewriting so, of history.
0: So let me go to motivation. I can see the motivation in the press. They love this kind of story. Here, you had some heroes. They were, you know, God-centered people. Uh, showed the truth about families and what happens when there isn't a family. So I can understand that. Um, but Michael to be involved in this is this is it true that he was uh, blackmailing the family for a while? I guess that was the right word, and saying, "Look, you're, I'm, I'm gonna come out with this unless you pay me." Is that true?
5: That's certainly the allegations that the Tui's lawyers uh, have raised and, have, and the Tui's son has stated. I guess we'll have to find out over time. But I, I think as it relates to Michael Orr's motivation, read the book, read his memoir. This is a broken child who has never been put back together. And Man. he's still a broken person. And so there's reason to have great sympathy, and again, this is where, where it goes back to, the message everybody should be taking from this is just like, hey man, family and upbringing, those first formative years of a child are so vital, so important, if they're damaged in the womb from not being properly cared for, the mother being a crack addict, and if they're abandoned and neglected as a child, these ramifications will go on for a lifetime, And as best I could tell from his 2011 memoir and from reading The Blind Side, he's never gotten that type of therapy and treatment that he obviously needs. And so I think he's come up on hard times. He's written a new book, uh, When When Your Back's Against the Wall. It's out right now. I think he's hyping his book. I think he hopes that there's someone, some Hollywood producer, Netflix, someone to say, hey, let's do a remake of The Blind Side and tell it the proper way and and make the black kid the hero and the white people evil and let's cut Michael Orr a big check for the new Blind Side. I think that's his angle.
0: Oh, wow. That is tragically sad, and it probably will happen. Um, <laughs> do the, the, the Tui family have... have you had a chance to talk to them, or anybody, talk to them personally without attorneys, and not not to say what's oh, the real score, but how do they feel?
5: Uh, they have made a public statement. The dad has that they're devastated, and and and, and they should be. That this relationship deteriorated years ago, and uh, again, it's not uncommon, Glenn. I, I have not talked to the Tui's. I want to be perfectly clear with that. I have talked to people that say, contend they know the twoies, but, but, but I'll just talk about myself having been involved with, let's call it at-risk kids. Took a cousin into my home when I lived in Kansas City for two years to get him up out of a uh, gang lifestyle. After two years, we, we fell out. He went back home to Indianapolis, got in trouble. We are now very close. He now acknowledges you know all the things that I was trying to teach him when he was younger were legitimate, and he wished he had listened closer then. But Glenn and and I know, or I can speculate about the amount of charitable work and the people you've tried to help. Sometimes they're just ungrateful, and sometimes yeah. the 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 damage that they experience at a young age is too much to overcome, and they eventually lash out at the very people have shown them love and have tried to help them uh, because they don't know what to do with their emotions. Michael yeah. Orr's mom and dad failed him horribly and he, he came, the dad is dead. Uh, the mom is strung out on drugs or, or, or has been for many years. maybe today hopefully she's sober. but he, he's lashing out at some people that have a lot of money. And uh, you know, had shown, had showered him with a lot of resources. And, and sometimes I hate to make the analogy, but it's like you feed a cat, and the cat never leaves your doorstep. No matter where you might set them up in a new home, you might they may make thirty, forty million dollars in the NFL, but eventually uh, may blow that money and return to you, the one, the people that previously supplied them resources and ask
0: again well i will tell you um you know i I learned um several years back that if you're doing charity to get love back you know good luck with that (laughs) um you know know, it, it can't change you because so many times you will do something you know because you just feel it's right and you know the the thing that i i learned and i say this all the time i'll, I'll do something people say really you what you're expecting that to go well i'm like no i feel compelled to do that now that's up to them with what they do with it um but uh, you know i i just i don't ever want to close my heart because you will get burned several times but there is also those who that you occasionally will step up and, and something will happen and it will be glorious, absolutely glorious. And that's much, that's, that's what we should concentrate on, not necessarily the ones that don't work out. Because also, he's got the rest of his life. I mean, this thing may turn around yet again. Who
5: knows? It certainly could. And, and I do want to back up your hopeful note and just say that. I got involved with a Ball State football player. I played football at Ball State. He broke his neck in 2007. Kid named Dante Love. It's been one of the greatest experiences of my life. And Dante's probably now 36, 37 years old, uh, married, two kids, great career, very appreciative of all the things that uh, I, I did for him. Uh, he's like an adopted son to me. And so, so a lot of these things work out. And Dante comes from a very, very tough, similar, very similar to Michael Orr's background. We, we, when he was a student at Ball State, we had to do a lot of things. The coaches, coaches' wives, do a lot of things to help him get through school uh and to, to help him catch up from all the neglect he experienced at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. This is a great young man. Knows the Bible forward and backwards. I call him for biblical interpretations. I mean, he's just a great young man. Great. And so, all the yeah. time, resources, well worth it. And it, was it easy? No. Did we have some bad moments? Yes. Did, did, on the other side, is it awesome and is it great? And, and I agree with you. Don't do any of it looking for. Anything other than hopefully you'll get to heaven one day and God will say, hey, I'm well pleased with what you did there. That will be your only reward.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jason, thank you so much, as always. I just love you, man. Uh, Jason Whitlock, Blaze TV host of Fearless. If you have not seen Fearless yet, you need to. Uh, Jason is just doing a tremendous, tremendous job and comes at things at a completely different angle that I think you'll really enjoy. Jason Whitlock. Thank you so much, Jason. I appreciate it. All right. My pillow is uh, having a huge anniversary sale. Um, I ha- I have a love-hate relationship with my bed. I love crawling in it. Uh, I hate getting out of it. Uh, I don't know if you have that same kind of thing. When you have um, the, Giza, the Giza Dream Sheets, you will hate getting out i I am a sheet snob and i happen to be staying at a, a a nice hotel here in atlanta um but uh you know they they would do themselves well by getting some giza dream sheets i mean these are the best softest uh durable sheets i think i've ever had and i don't care how much thread count you got i really i mean the sheets are really expensive these aren't And they're really good. I sleep on them every single night. The Giza Dream Sheets, they're now uh, going for uh, a, a price that is the lowest price ever, Remember, everything that MyPillow makes has a 10 year warranty, a 60 day money back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square to check out the sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. I think they're like, they start at like 29 bucks. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800 966 3117. 800 966 3117. Get the limited time specials now at MyPillow.com. This is
1: the Glenn Beck program.
0: So on my podcast, uh, tomorrow released uh, wherever you get your podcast, and I hope Apple as well. Um, I have Charlie uh, Charlie Duke uh, who is um, who is going to be remembered as one of the last living members of the uh, the small group of 12 that actually walked on the moon. He has done incredible things. Uh, And I am just—I'm—I'm doing this more as a um, a record of history because I know that once these guys die, you know, we'll start to listen to other people uh, that say we never walked on the moon, and that is a growing number of people. One of the main guys who argues against it is Bart Sebril. He's the author of a book called Moon Man and uh he says the whole thing was shot on a on a sound stage and he can prove it because of the lighting and the no stars and all of that things that charlie duke um addresses in our in our um uh in our podcast tomorrow but he's going to be joining me here in just a second not charlie but the guy who says we never went to the moon oh let's let's listen to his logic and then get the answers from charlie duke and you see which one uh, you trust. We'll give that to you coming up in just a second. The this, author of Moon Man joins me next.
3: I believe there is no moon, and I believe it's all a, the whole moon is a fake, and I have a book coming well, out on that. Will you interview me on that later? Because I want to show some books yeah. too. Okay. Maybe good. we could
0: maybe we could do that right after <laughs> uh BART is on. Alright, good. Thanks. The Glenn back program.
1: About to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the Glenn Beck program
0: Tulsi Gabbard joins us in just a few minutes we're gonna talk about what's happening in Maui by the way thank you so much for what you're doing in Maui Uh, We've raised three quarters of a million dollars just in the last couple of days for relief in Maui, and boy, do they need it. She's going to try to give us the real scoop on what's going on, because I don't think we're getting the truth. Now, somebody somebody else joining us in just a minute who says we're also not getting the truth on the moon landing. I wanted to talk to him. He's the author of, uh, I think it's called Moon Man, uh, and he says we never landed on the moon wanted to have him on today because my podcast is the exact opposite opinion from a guy who says I walked on the moon his name is Charlie Duke very credible guy moon man like to hear it from Bart himself he joins me in 60 seconds good ranchers really knocking it out of the park right now if you know anything about me you know I love delicious high-quality meat meat fish chicken beef pork all of it it may be harder and harder to get if the world economic forum has its way and has its say we are doing horrible things to our ranchers right now including telling people that our our grass-fed beef is actually from america when it isn't from america 85 percent of it isn't from america why are we doing that Right now, you can go to Good Ranchers and you can get American beef helping out our Good Ranchers and our good farmers, our good fishermen here in America, and making sure they're taken care of because they take care of us. Also, it's delicious meat, and you can lock in your inflation-proof price of meat for two years, GoodRanchers.com. For two years, the price of meat will not go up on you. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK at $30 off. GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. How do you say his name again? Cyber? It's uh, uh, the author of Moon Man. It's Bart. I believe it's Cybril. Is that right? Bart? I think Cybril. Sabrell, I'm so sorry. So, uh, Bart, thank you for joining me. I I know you're in the, uh, the Philippines today and I wanted to spend a few minutes, uh, because you are the guy who is probably the leading authority on, we never went to the moon. So I, I wanted to get, you know, the non straw man arguments here on, uh, why do you say we never went to the moon?
6: Well, the first thing that your listeners need to know, this is not a theory. This is a fact that they faked the moon landing. We have a deathbed confession from Cyrus Eugene Akers, who was the chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base. As he was dying about to meet his maker, he confessed to being a murderer. He said he murdered a coworker to cover up the moon landing, which was filmed at his base, June 1st, 2nd, 3rd of 1968, all of this is in my book at sabrell.com and my films cost a million dollars to produce and they were financed by someone who builds rockets for NASA, who knows that they're fake. Now, remember when Tucker Carlson said, you know, the, the president is saying that he's being spied on by the NSA and he says that's as absurd as the moon landing being fake." Well, guess what? It ended up being true. And we really have to keep an open mind about this. Today, with NASA's best technology, 50 years, better rockets and computers, the farthest they can send a human into space is 1,000th. The distance to the moon so what they're really claiming is they had a thousand times better space traveling technology in 1969 when all of nasa had one millionth of computing power cell phones that means technology was better in the past and in the future if it weren't for people's emotional attachment to this Remember, whoever killed Kennedy, he's dead. Whoever did 9-11, those people are dead. This is different. This is a positive lie, giving people the candy that they wanted. And you're trying to take that away and giving them a plate of manure instead. We have to remember, we live in a fallen world run by Lucifer, whose number one tactic is lying. What is the greatest accomplishment of mankind? Putting a man on the moon. Okay. And so, so, so hang on just a second. Pride okay. will end up being a memorial to our father. All, right. all
0: right. So, Bart, we never went to the moon. So all of those missions were all filmed on a soundstage.
6: Well, we know that the first one was filmed at Cannon Air Force Base. You don't tell somebody as you're dying you're a murderer, unless it's true. And he said well, he killed a coworker to cover up the moon landing fraud. He was going to yeah. blab about it. It was filmed at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968. We know all you got to do is go to my last name, sabrell.com, and look at one picture. You can prove the moon landings are fake with one picture. Shadows intersecting at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart when they should be parallel in sunlight. That's all the proof that you need. You have to understand, Bobby Kennedy Jr., who has more access to the JFK files than Oliver Stone, said, said the CIA killed the president of the United States. No, and then a year part. later, we have Robert McNamara saying that they faked the Gulf of Tonkin that led to the death of 58,000 Americans. So I think if they're willing to kill their own president, willing to start the Vietnam War, they're willing to fake an image on the moon.
0: Sure. Um, and, but, and I believe that the CIA is hiding something. I don't know what it is on Kennedy, but I think they were involved. Um, and that was a conspiracy theory for a very long time, but I think that's starting to prove out. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we know, we've known forever on the, um, on Vietnam, uh, because of the Pentagon Papers. You're 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 talking about not a few people involved in something like an assassination. You're talking about thousands of people involved and yeah, only that, that one guy.
6: Doesn't have any weight. That argument doesn't have any weight, Glenn. That's like saying what a bank teller and the CEO of Wells Fargo Bank know about the corruption in the bank are identical. Eugene Krantz said He could tell all the computer operators at NASA could tell no difference whatsoever between a simulation and an actual flight. They cannot tell the difference and they're in the command center. This is actually the easiest thing to fake because there's no independent press coverage. We have to trust the federal government that they're sending us honest pictures.
0: Okay. So, Again, I go back to you say we know, which I would dispute because of the one deathbed. I mean, there there was a guy who claimed on his deathbed that he was actually uh, Jesse James, and no historian looks at that and says, oh, yeah, that's absolutely Jesse James. Uh, Jesse James escaped when he was supposedly killed. Nobody nobody says that, and why would he say it? He said it on his deathbed. So, uh, Okay, you well, know. then,
6: then uh, you know, the, the main thing, Glenn, very important. I know you believe in God, and this is mankind's greatest accomplishment, like the Tower of Babel. Don't defend criminals who are lying to you because it's a pleasant lie. You have to see. If you get my book, Moonman, at com. we have more than enough evidence to prove We have more than enough evidence to prove that it was fake. Uh, And you cannot, if you can tell me one other time in history where technology was greater in the past than in the future. It's not greater in the past. It
0: is not greater in the past. The the Saturn (laughs) V rocket was the pinnacle of rockets for its time. We are now building rockets that are returning to the launch pad. So it's not greater. And by the way, going to the moon is a little like a lost art. I don't want to go to the moon in 1969 technology. Do you? I want to use technology today. And they're doing things right now that have never been done before.
6: Let's talk about technology today. Elon Musk has a bigger rocket than the Saturn V, and he says to go to the moon, they're going to need nine fuel trips first. In my book, we find publications by Von Braun that says to go to the rocket to the moon, in one rocket, it has to weigh 800,000 tons, mathematically irrefutable. The Saturn V weighed only 2,500 tons. So why is it with newer technology, you have to make nine fuel trips first to a space station in order to have enough fuel to go to the moon. But when in 1969 with one million to computing power cell phone, you don't have to do that.
0: So are we, uh, did we, and again, let's forget about the first moon landing. Did we ever go to the moon?
6: No, we know this because the last picture, the picture at sabrell.com of the shot intersecting that was from Apollo 17. Okay. Uh So, so we never went. That's mission to the moon. Once okay. they got away with faking it, it's actually easier to get away with faking it in the future. Okay. And they never went. They cannot go. Why is so, it that today, today, with fifty years better technology, they can only send mannequins to orbit the moon? But somehow we're playing golf and driving cars on so the moon. Wait, and they might so wait, them.
0: wait. So we did. So did the space shuttle go to space? Have we ever gone to space?
6: Of course, yeah, you can, you can orbit the Earth, but you cannot leave Earth orbit. One of the clips, and my, my book has interacted about 16 video clips, which you can see for free. At and and I got it, One I got it, Kelly for the Smith, love of God. A, a, NASA, a NASA engineer saying out of his own mouth, the technology necessary to survive the radiation going to the moon and back Not has true. yet to be invented. Not That's
3: what he said you can see. True. It. Not true. Well, if, Not true. If, if it's true, where can we see this information?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Stu. Shut up. Bart, I thank you very much. I I want to do uh it's on the internet. You can find it. Uh Where would at, it be? Uh, what, what website? sabrell.com. Oh, uh, sabrell.com. Uh, the uh, sabrell. the oh, yeah, you. there you go. And uh, the name of the book is Moonman. All right, Bart, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, some of the stuff that he just talked about, Charlie, talks about i asked him about the radiation and he's like "Mm, no and i said well specifically it's a radiation belt and we talked about it and uh you'll hear that i mean you just have to you know you gotta believe who you're gonna believe i all i know is i am collecting all of the evidence i as a personal uh, uh as a person as an individual can collect um Uh, You know, when I when I talked to Charlie about the, you know, leaving footprints on the moon, um, he reached down and picked up the moon dust. He brought it back because it was all over his suit. He said, your suits, it's uh, clingy. It's like static cling almost to it. And he said we were trying to brush it off, but that didn't work. He said, but I felt some of it in my hand, my bare hand. And he said it was almost talcum powder uh he said it was really shocking uh and and just a a completely different substance now i mean i guess you could you could make that up but uh you watch him tell the story uh and see which one you believe the guy who said he was on the moon i mean one thing you know he said um i think the most incredible thing that could ever happen to man and people have described it as a religious experience is standing on the moon and seeing earth rise. Would you agree? (laughs) I mean, that would be incredible. Yes, it would be incredible. Do you know, uh, Charlie, I said, Charlie, what was it like when you turned around the first time and saw the earth rise and be where the moon was? He said, well, I never had that experience. I said, why not? He said, because when we were on the moon, uh, the moon is the Earth is like the moon, so it's positioned at different times. He said it was right straight above us, and he said because of the suits and everything, you I couldn't I couldn't um, go backwards. He said you'll notice that we're we're hunched over and almost look like we're falling forward when we're walking. He said that's because we have to keep our balance with the pack, and he said the pack is heavier than my body uh on the on the moon and the whole thing he said on the moon i'm 65 pounds he said so it's not hard um to lose your balance and fall over and he said uh so i tried a couple of times to look in he said but my helmet would always block the earth now why would you say that why wouldn't you just say it was incredible I, I, it was absolutely incredible. Yeah,
3: I, I don't know. Let, I, let me just check on sabrell.com and see if there's an answer to that. Uh, <laughs> good, sure good, it's here. good, good, good.
0: Good. Mm -hmm. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area. And when you make the switch to Patriot Mobile, you're letting the world know that you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of human life, the Second Amendment, our military, veterans, first responders, all of them, Patriot Mobile. They're in your community working hard for the rights that you are trying to fight hard for. 878-PATRIOT, make the switch today and get free activation today if you use the offer code BEC. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. You're going to get the same dependable coverage and service and you can make a stand for your value. Send a message to these giant corporations. I'm done. I don't need to send my money to you. There's a service that will give me the same great coverage. I will save money, and they're fighting with me, not against me. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, or call 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT. Ten seconds, station ID. It is so
2: frustrating.
0: It is so frustrating when... When people conflate, uh, uh, you know the, the the different scandals that is, has happened. That just because there's been scandals and lies doesn't make everything a lie. It should make us skeptical. We should look into everything. But what an enormous lie! What an enormous lie! That doesn't even compare to the Kennedy assassination. The entire world stopped and watched men on the moon the entire world it really it it took your little book to expose this nobody else had any iron in the fire he also says in his book that he uh he caught a astronaut talking to a CIA agent about uh his assassination and how he needed to be killed well that's interesting we could fake the moon landing but you couldn't kill an author of a book that nobody's ever heard of that's 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 weird well, they may not have
3: heard of the book. But they've certainly heard of Sabrell.com. I'll tell you that much. Um, but uh, that's a <laughs> separate... Do you-
0: I don't know. I was about to charge him. I was about to charge him. That's the thing that pissed me off more than ever was, oh. you're not really having a conversation with me. You're just talking your book. Right. I, uh... Yeah,
3: that's definitely, well, and his an incredible website, sabrell.com. But in addition to that, I think that there's a, uh, uh, it's funny that when he, his number one piece of evidence was, was someone who confessed to something on his deathbed. But I mean, like, that's not, uh, that's doesn't mean anything right i mean it could be something but it also could not i mean people die of alzheimers all the time saying all sorts of things that aren't true i mean you know there's no reason to believe one person's confession uh, over all of the mountains of evidence that exist uh, otherwise you know i again i We've talked about this for a while. This sort of stuff is becoming more and more um, believable to people because of all the deception that they that they see in the media and uh, and in the in the from the government. And that's that's the real problem here. Right. Like it's I don't think that. We're going to get to a place where most people believe the moon landing was faked. But the, but like it is a oh, symptom of a real problem that we have in our society. I mean, you, you go back right now and you know, people talk all the time about the 2020 election and the, the media is always on, on on the air saying, I can't believe that people believe this 2020 election was stolen. And you ask, look in these same polls and half of Democrats believe the 2016 election was stolen by Russian operatives breaking into voting machines. I mean, I, you know, nobody trusts anything anybody says anymore, and it makes it very difficult to run a civilization when you have that perspective.
0: Yeah, because there are no institutions of trust. Tell me who you trust. Maybe, maybe you trust your church. Maybe, but who else do you trust? You trust? You trust the news? You trust? You know, the podcaster to know? You trust me to know? No. I mean, I'm doing the best I can. Stu's, you know, trying every way he can to destroy it. But (laughs) I'm in there fighting for you. But I don't. There's a lot of times that we're like we're doing the best we can. We think this is the truth. Like this Maui situation. I don't know what to believe on the Maui situation. I what I think happened here is that there there was a very progressive. Uh, arm of the government in in Maui, in Hawaii. They didn't pay attention. They wanted to be green much more than they wanted to stop fires. They thought that was more important. The, the water situation, it looks like the guy who didn't release the water, he's on record basically saying water's more important than humans. It's sacred. Um, you you mm. have then honest mistakes, and then you have... For the first time in my lifetime that I've seen, the National Guard cordon off the area so people can't return to their homes. Um, We don't know how many are dead yet. There are rumors of children that died in apartment buildings. I don't know if that's true or not. Why? Because everyone you've trusted, the police, the government, the media, our, our president, Congress, Everybody has lied for so long, you don't know what the truth is anymore. We're going to try to get a little closer to it. Tulsi Gabbard joins us with the facts that she knows from the ground. Tulsi Gabbard joins us next.
1: The Glenn Back Program.
0: All right. Uh, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. We are so thrilled to have a sponsor, Rough Greens. Um, it's time to take your pet experience to the next level. You love that dog. You want him or her to be healthy and happy. That's why you need Rough Greens. I just wanted my dog to eat, Uno, really, honestly. I thought he was healthy, and I just wanted him to eat. And... Um, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black came into my office and he was talking to, talk to me about rough greens and he said just try it with your dog and I said my dog won't eat anything he said oh he'll eat this I said no he won't so I brought it to my uh, vet and I said hey what's in this stuff do you believe this would be good and he, she said if he'll eat this this is great so put it on the, on the food he sniffed it and then he wolfed it for the first time I couldn't get that dog to gain any weight now I can't get him to lose weight He's got my appetite now. It's Uno and Rough Greens. Get your Rough Greens now. The first pack is free. You just pay for shipping. First trial bag at 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. RoughGreens.com.
3: Glenn The promo code will not be censored for 30 bucks off. Or you can just go to Sabrell.com for free.
0: Thank you so much uh, for everything that you're doing for Maui. Uh, Mentioned this a couple of days ago. We're approaching a million dollars in aid just from this audience. The average donation is about a hundred bucks. And I I just, I I love you. I just love you. Um, Thank you for caring about uh, people's plight, no matter where they are. Um, This is a, this is just a growing into a disturbing story. And I'm not sure exactly what's going on, um, except uh, at least incompetence seems to be coming uh, forward. I hope it doesn't get worse than that. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is um, here. This used to be one of her districts that she would you know, frequently visit when she was a congresswoman. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard uh, is on uh, reserve duty right now, so we can't talk at all about politics. And I don't want to get her into trouble, so we're just going to talk about the situation because i don't know what's happening and i'm hearing all kinds of things i don't know if those are true or not i'm just seeing things that i've never seen as a broadcaster uh before so i don't know how to answer them tulsi welcome
7: hey and to all of your listeners for uh for for all of their support it it really means so much to our community there on maui that is continuing now nine days after this crisis began uh really struggling and suffering and and uh is having a hard time looking to see what that road towards rebuilding looks like but your support uh, means the world
0: thank you tulsi Uh, so we we we're hearing things like homeowners are not allowed to go back um we are nine days after this and we still have a thousand people missing uh I don't know of a natural disaster in America that has been uh, in such a tight area where this many days after we are still missing a thousand people. Um, We've heard stories that these numbers are being quashed intentionally, uh, that the National Guard has closed this whole area off. I've never seen that before. What's happening
7: uh, these are all a lot of questions that, that folks uh, folks on the ground have and, and uh, are, are very appropriate. It's unfortunate there has been so little communication coming through official channels uh, at a time where, you know, the mayor uh, needs to be out there on social media or on TV every single day giving extensive and open update briefs uh, to be, be as completely transparent as possible uh, so that people know what's going on. There's been a vacuum of communication and as you know uh, in in that vacuum uh, a lot of questions and a lot of fears um, and, and concerns arise. So uh, let, let's just kind of start with with the first uh, you know some of the first questions that you asked there. Uh, this is an uh, unprecedented crisis in in you know the last hundred years in our country. Uh, right now, we have first responders out there in uh, on the island of Maui who are from across the country who are helping to support the foremost mission, which is remains recovery. Uh, this wildfire started with a small brush fire that quickly grew out of control because of these hundred mile an hour winds. It's suspected that downed electric lines uh, contributed to its spread, but really the the word that I have heard best describe this wildfire is it was like a blowtorch. It was an out-of-control wildfire Mm. that swept horizontally and very quickly in less than an hour across the historic town of Lahaina, taking down and turning into ash everything uh, in its path. Uh, People have have explained how these flames sometimes hopped and skipped, uh, which is why you saw boats that were you know, a little bit far off of Mm -hmm. land, uh, get completely, uh, completely destroyed. The questions about how is it possible that there are still over a thousand people missing? How is it possible that at last count, they have only identified the remains? Actually, they haven't identified the who, but they have recovered the remains of 111 people. When you think about the quickness of this fire and the destruction just imagine you have a, a, you know, three or four story boutique hotel there in Lahaina. Uh, This fire comes in and levels that hotel down to the ground. Mm. We don't know how many people were in their hotel rooms. Uh, From what I'm told, they're not able to recover records of who might have been in that hotel. And, uh, and and then you take that example and, and just spread that across the entire town and homes and shops. Front Street and Lahaina had shops lining both sides of the streets. You had restaurants, you have tourists, you have residents, you have service workers. Uh, you know, you have a lot of people in a very small area uh, who, who very sadly perished uh, in a very short period of time. Now, there's there's a Google spreadsheet that's going around where family members have listed the names of their loved ones uh, as missing. Uh, but this recovery is going, this remains recovery mission is so slow because it requires cadaver dogs to go and find these remains. Uh, unfortunately, the destruction is so great that the human eye is not enough in many of these cases wow. To identify these remains, and so this this process is going to go on, and, and I, I expect the uh, the mayor or the governor will be making an announcement with a time estimate soon. But they've got uh, th- there are not very many cadaver dogs in the United States of America. Trained cadaver dogs, uh, I've been told that there are 20 on the ground there. They can work for 20 minutes, then they need 20 minutes rest. So they're they're rotating these cadaver dogs. Uh, so that they can go through uh, and, and do their work. But they are not moving from one area to the next until all the remains in that specific area uh, have been uh, identified by these dogs and, so, and then allowing the humans to come in and do that work. It's a very slow, slow process. And that's not, sorry, be... I just to finish that, that's not even beginning yeah. the process of the identification of DNA and figuring out... Uh, you know, matching these Who remains they? to uh, yeah. people, correct?
0: So this would put to rest another question that I have had. I've never seen anything where people can't return in to go through their own rubble. They, they the insurance adjusters are not allowed to go in, and they've blocked everything so nobody can go back in. That would answer the question on why that's happening. Is well, there, there's too many? They don't want anything touched. Too many people. Go ahead.
7: Correct. There's two. There's two main reasons for that. Is they need to preserve the area for the remains recovery mission to go on undisturbed. Number one. Number two. As you can imagine, you know, along with all of the different buildings and houses, uh, there were, you know, two gas stations completely uh, leveled to the ground. Those gas stations had underground fuel t- uh, fuel tanks. The level of toxicity in this area is uh, is is very very serious uh, and so that is another factor that that uh, local officials are rightly taking into account of coming up with a plan on both for the the near term you know okay well we've got to make sure that anybody going in there at, at the point where they are able to open it up to families to be able to go back to their homes which which needs to happen as soon as possible if nothing else but for foreclosure um, they've got mm-hmm. to make sure they've got the protective uh, respirators and, and gear to make sure that they are not, uh, they're they're not causing a medical crisis in the process. Uh, the, the, the removal of the toxic, um, you know, this is not just going to be about clearing debris in this case. I've been told in order to remove the toxic elements that have been caused by this fire, they're going to have to dig down, you know, five to 10 feet to be able to remove all of that and then figure out where does it go, how do they transport it, and and everything else that mm. follows there.
0: All right, so I've only got a couple of minutes. I have a couple more questions left. Um, one of them uh, is about the guy who has just resigned, and I actually feel bad for him because I think he probably thought he was doing the right thing by not turning on the air siren because what I read, he said, if I would have turned it on, uh, people would have gone to the top of the mountain because that's what they're trained to do, and they would have gone right into the fire. Do you believe that? or, or I mean, I, I don't want to throw this I guy underneath the, the bus. Well, you know Why? what?
7: I, I, I call bullshit on that, and uh, hearing that response Whoa. really pissed me off. It really pissed me off okay. because of, of a couple of reasons. He's the Department of Emergency Management director. Why did it take him, what is it, eight days for him to show up in front of the media and answer questions? He should have been the first guy out there when this thing happened, answering questions, fielding concerns. It took him eight days to show up at that podium and show his face to the public, number one. Number two, we have a highly sophisticated alarm system across the state of Hawaii because of our proximity to hurricanes and tsunamis and all sorts of different natural disasters. We right. know that if it's a tsunami, we get day's warning. If there's an earthquake in Japan, they say, hey, tsunami alert. A tsunami may be headed your way. That, that didn't happen, and we're smart enough to know that. These alarm systems are used in the case of any form of natural disaster. A tsunami mm. alert could have been ruled out immediately because they don't just show up out of nowhere. We will get that notice. That alarm mm. sounding could have, could have, possibly prevented loss of life so i i don't buy that i don't buy that uh, at
0: all tell me about the water guy who seems to have some love affair with water being more sacred than people in some of his former statements that that didn't act to turn on the water and it looks now like it was because of water
7: equity is that true? This is, a much, this is a much longer question, unfortunately, than you have time for. It, there, Maui has a long history of different uh, entities fighting over who owns the water on Maui. And unfortunately, for decades now, people, the people have been suffering as a result. Uh, so I'm still learning the details of, you know, they say they made the right. request to use the water for the fire trucks. The state didn't approve it quickly enough. Uh, you know, I, there, there, I could tell you what I would do in that position. I would have just said, use the water. I'll ask for permission yeah. later. But, you yeah. know, there, there's, it, it's a really complex uh, problem that ultimately can be summed up to uh, corporations buying water rights to uh, irrigate plantation fields and local people suffering uh, uh, from drought and lack of water as a result. that's the historical that's the historical context that we're operating under
0: this is uh this is just a mess um and um and i wish i wish you and your family all the luck in the world and our love and prayers and our hard-earned money um are going out to um everybody who's affected I, i i don't know how this ends up but um it's really bad well, so far. Good good things. I'd will love grow to from keep
7: it. in touch with you, cup in, keep in touch with you and your listeners and, and just ask you to stand with us for the long haul, even though there has been and, and we will continue to learn about uh, incompetency and failures and perhaps negligence on the part of, of the government and and you know, who knows the electric company, who knows who else is really uh, culpable. For yep. things that should have been done but didn't, but ultimately, I just I just ask that your hearts and prayers stay with the people of Maui, who are um, you know who who need our support in every way as this recovery and rebuild goes on.
0: I want you to know, at least with my audience, um, I'm pretty sure their hearts are with the people of Maui. Um, it's uh, they're they're responding. As usual, they're responding in a, in a big way, and we've already sent a a, a gigantic plane load of uh, supplies out. We're on the ground. I think we were one of the first people on the ground, and we'll be the last to leave. So, Tulsi, thank you.
7: Thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. God, God bless. Aloha.
0: If you would like to uh, donate, please do at mercuryone.org. dot That's mercury one. Dot .org This is going to be a long running story and I think it's going to I think it's going to prove out a lot of the things that we all have been saying about government and business collusion and public private partnerships they're not good. All right, let me tell you about Goldline. Um Goldline is here. They want you to sign up for their free email news uh letter. I think it's important you just go to their website and sign up for it. It is full of stories that you're not going to read in the mainstream press or that the mainstream press will downplay. Securing your financial future in this kind of an atmosphere is vital. It is not a joke. Please do your homework and find out if diversifying some of the stuff that you have saved into gold or silver is worthwhile for you. In these certain times, having that lifeline could be the difference between nothing and something. Right now, for every 50 of the 2-ounce Silver Maple Flex bars that you purchase now, they're giving uh, 100 of the 1-gram Silver Mind Your Business bars for free. This doesn't apply to IRA orders. Time and time again, Goldline has been the beacon for those who are trying to shore up their uh, stability, financial stability. Goldline, call them now. They're waiting for your call at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. Just ask them for information, no obligation, or go to goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What do you think of uh, Tulsi Gabbard and, and her point of view, Stu? It was a really interesting... She turned me
3: around. Yeah, really interesting interview, because I kind of felt the same way you did on a couple of different questions, that why mm-hmm. is it taking so long for us to find out uh, about these bodies? She explained that incredibly
0: well. Like, I, I yeah. now kind and that of I, buy it. Yeah, and I buy it, and I not only did buy that, I now understand why nobody's let back in, why the National Guard has closed it down. That makes total sense now.
3: Yeah, that Get was that. really thorough, uh, excellent explanation of that. And on and, and the other side, I was sort of giving them a, maybe a little bit of a break on the air sirens, the morning sirens, because of their Me excuses. Too. And she explained uh, in colorful language that that was uh, not not true. <laughs> uh <laughs>
0: and, and uh, i don't know tell. if that made it to, no we, i we, don't know if it made it we to the air that. you bleeped yes. it out yes yeah did. but you know what that's the kind of uh swearing that actually uh should be allowed i think because it it was genuine that showed her raw emotion on that i mean it it was uh it's passion yeah it it was clear it was really clear how she felt uh, and I'm anxious to have her on again. Again, if you'd like to help, all you have to do is just go to mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org. We are getting ready to send our next plane load of uh, supplies. Please help us out. Help them stand with Maui. The Glenn Beck Program.